On September 2nd, at approximately 4.30 a.m., a young mother and teacher, Eliza Fletcher, was brutally murdered on the streets of Memphis. This murder was by a convicted felon who had a history of violent crimes. And now we've got women taking to social media to blame the fact that women feel unsafe on the streets on, quote, trash men. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Blaining Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are a group of like-minded ladies and gentlemen here in the state of Washington. We are working hard to advance the conservative movement in a very deep blue state by electing conservative candidates and also educating and empowering Washington citizens to stand up and speak up and take steps that can make real change in our state. You can learn more about what we're doing and how you can get involved by visiting our website, conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservativeladiesofwa.com. And for those of you who aren't in Washington state, I've got great news. We are expanding to a national platform, Conservative Ladies of America, later this fall. So stay tuned. I will have more information on that in the weeks to come. It's very exciting to be expanding nationwide, and I can't wait to share more details with you. Well, today I want to talk about the case of Eliza Fletcher and what I've been seeing in the aftermath of this among women on social media. It's really bothering me quite a bit, and I think it's important for us to have a very real and honest conversation about this, and I hope that what I'm going to talk about today will be particularly relevant to both men and women alike because This is information that we all need to know. I think it's important that we don't distort the facts of what happened with this case and place our energy where it doesn't belong, and that is on good men. Good men are not responsible for what happened to Eliza Fletcher. So let's talk about the facts of this case. This young mother and school teacher was out for a morning run at about 4.30 in the morning. Now, she's a school teacher, so if she starts school around eight o'clock. She probably has to get there at least an hour before school starts or so. And if she's got a couple of kids, she's got to go home after her workout. She's got to take a shower and eat breakfast and feed the kids and do all the things that busy moms do. And then she's got to drive to work and prepare for the day at school. So for her to be out for a jog at 430 in the morning is not uh, out of the out of the question. That makes perfect sense to me. Personally, I would not feel comfortable running outside in the dark in my neck of the woods. I live in Western Washington and we do not have uh, police who are supported. We are run by radical left Democrats who have done a lot to allow crime to flourish in our state and they have really tied the hands of our law enforcement. And I believe that the Memphis area has been subject to similar kinds of lawmaking that we have here in Washington and along the whole left coast. That's not to say that she shouldn't, just because I wouldn't feel comfortable running outside in the dark doesn't mean that she shouldn't, and I don't know her neighborhood or anything like that. But obviously, yes, we should be able to go out in our community and run in the dark without fearing for our safety. Unfortunately, that's not the world that we live in. 
And I think that it is perfectly acceptable to be teaching women and children and men to be safe in the world that we currently live in. We do live in a world where we have lawmakers making policies that make our communities less safe. And if you are going to go out and take a run first thing in the morning, then you better take some kind of protection with you. Carry mace, or I think it would not be fun to jog with a firearm on you, but if you could carry mace or something like that so that you had a way to defend yourself, that is just common sense. What I'm seeing on social media is that men are being blamed for what's going on and the unsafety of women. Now, keep in mind that many of the elected leaders making these policies that have made our communities far less safe are indeed women. We don't have just a bunch of men making these policies. We have a lot of radical left women who are making these policies that are making our communities less safe, making it unsafe for women to go out for a jog in the dark hours of the morning. So I saw this post on Twitter, saw a tweet on Twitter, and this is uh, Miss Mandy Hale is her Twitter handle. She tweets a meme that has safety tip for women that go for runs alone. One, wear an Apple AirTag that's traceable. Two, change up your route. Three, only wear one earbud. Makes sense, right? So you can hear what's going on around you. Four, carry personal alarm. Five, check in every 30 minutes. Six, inform a trusted individual of your planned route. And seven, carry protection. All of that is common sense kinds of things for the world that we live in. And she shares this and her comment on this is, or, and hear me out, men could just stop being trash humans. This is absolutely awful. Then she has, follows it up with tips for men who see a woman running alone. One, leave her alone. Two, keep it moving. Three, realize that she is not your property slash therefore your sick viewing pleasure or to satisfy your twisted thirst for violence. Four, seek the help you so desperately need. Now we have taken a situation where you have a man, a violent criminal with a lengthy record who murdered this woman. And women are taking this as an opportunity to trash men, to call them trash humans, to bump all of the men into this category. And this is a problem that I've seen a lot over social media on this particular issue. And that's why I wanted to be sure to address it, because we have this mentality, and it's particularly on the left, I rarely if ever, see women on the right with this mentality. But it's this victim mentality and basically trashing men at every opportunity that these ladies have. This particular woman is the author of a book called The Single Woman. And I I mean, it's kind of obvious why she is single. If this is your attitude about men, you're not going to attract a good man because men don't want to be instantly blamed and stereotyped just because of one incident of a man who is a convicted felon. And 
he was released early. So she doesn't talk about that. She doesn't want to talk about the actual problem, the problem of that we have a felon who was who was uh, early released from a previous abduction conviction. She doesn't want to talk about that. She just wants to lump this on all men. And, you know, it's that whole like bitter single woman who is just a man hater. And I can't stand this mentality. And I think it has also faded into bled into other areas of our society. I think this is one of the reasons that we see so much movement around the transgender issue is because we are vilifying both men and women. So a little bit of background on this convicted felon, because what we're not talking about here is these prosecutors in these leftist run cities who were put there by George Soros, and they're letting these violent criminals out. They are enabling this kind of crime to happen in their communities. So the the kidnapping suspect accused of abducting and now charged with murdering 34-year-old school teacher Eliza Fletcher, whose slain body was found by Memphis police Monday, had a previous abduction conviction and was released early from state prison in 2020, according to court records. He spent 20 years in a state penitentiary after he was convicted of kidnapping an attorney in a similar violent fashion back in 2000 when the suspect was age 16. Abstin kidnapped Memphis-based criminal defense lawyer Kemper Durand at gunpoint on the victim's way home from the office and demanded his car keys. Durand was forced into the cold darkness of his vehicle's trunk for several hours while Abstin, alongside an accomplice, drove the victim's car throughout the city. The victim was pulled out from time to time to repeatedly withdraw cash from several ATM machines and hand the money over to Abstin. Duran's assailants fled and were later captured when a nearby security guard aided his rescue at Mapco gas station. I was extremely lucky that I was able to escape from the custody of Cleotha Abstin, Durand wrote in a victim impact statement, expressing gratitude that an armed uniformed Memphis Housing Authority guard happened to be at the scene when he yelled for help. It is quite likely that I would have been killed had I not escaped. The article goes on to detail a number of different crimes that were committed by this felon, and I'll link the article in the notes so that you can go back and look through it yourself if you want to. Uh, but it is clear that we have another case where a violent convicted felon was released early and reoffended. And one thing that we know about these sex offenders is that they often are not able to be rehabilitated. So no matter how much time they spend in prison, they likely will reoffend. And so letting them out early with Democrat policies that are soft on crime, what do we expect? But see, these women, they just want to hate on men. They just want to have an excuse to hate men. And something like this gives that to them. And another tweet that I saw says, remember when women were asked, what would you do if there weren't any men for a day? And like 95% of us responded, go for a walk or for a run in the dark. We're not asking for a lot. Hashtag Eliza Fletcher. You know, the idea that we can go for a walk with both of our earbuds in and not carrying some kind of protection like mace or something like that is just silly. We have not lived in a crime-free world in ever. 
We never have. And it is common sense to protect yourself. It is absolutely ignorant to blame crime on a, a, a whole group of people, a whole gender of people. We're going to blame men for every time a woman gets hurt if she is out in the dark and was not able to protect herself. So that's on men. This whole mentality of vilifying men is not working well for our society. If you look back to the feminist movement of the 60s, that's kind of when I think, at least from what I know, is when the this whole movement started of, you know, strong, independent women who don't need men. And it has, of course, flourished. And you see that a lot with social media. You have, you know, girl boss and mom boss and all of these people who don't need men. They're independent women and, and they're strong and they don't need men. This has greatly impacted our society in a negative way, and it has especially impacted our children and our youth in a negative way. And it is unfair, it is stupid for women or anyone, women or men or whoever, to be blaming this kind of thing on trash men. And it also ignores the actual facts and the actual reason that these crimes are happening in the first place. If we're not willing to look at the problem and who's causing it and how we can fix it, we're going to continue to get more of this. We're going to continue to have more crime. And if women are not willing to look at the facts and know that they need to take these common sense precautions if they're going to do these kinds of things, and then learn about why these people, these violent criminals are on the street preying on women being alone in the dark, then they're not going to vote different. And we're going to continue to get more of the same. It's absolute insanity. And I don't know, you know, how we wake these people up. You know, if you comment back to one of these people, which I got blocked by uh, the single woman lady a couple years back, because I didn't agree with something she posted. And I I responded very respectfully with a different opinion and she just didn't like it. So she blocked me, which is fine. But if these people are not willing to hear another perspective, they're not willing to hear facts and truth. We're just going to get more of the same. And what bothers me the most about this is that this is what our, our young people are hearing. This is, these are the people that are influencing girls. You know, if you're a single gal and you type in, you know, single woman, you know, she's going to pop up. And, and those are the kind of people that are giving advice to our young ladies. And it's not right. And I don't believe that turning children, turning young ladies into man haters is is productive for our society. In fact, I think it's extremely detrimental. I think we have a lot of good men and we don't want to look at that. We have these ladies who don't want to look at that and they don't want to give credit where credit is due. And men are by nature protectors. I would rather highlight you know, these men that are protectors and allow them to do what by nature they are inclined to do. And that is protect their family and protect their society. But we don't want that. And we know that's all part of the agenda of the radical left is to destruct the nuclear family, which also means destructing those natural inclinations of men and women alike. So I wanted to share that. I wanted to give my two cents on that. It really bothers me when women do this. Uh, when I really don't have a lot of tolerance for man-hating women. And I understand that women can be hurt by men. Hello, I have been there myself many times. 
you can't lump all men into the category of being trash just because you had a bad experience with individuals. That is not fair. And as women, we wouldn't like that either. Let's do right by our young people and teach them what to look for in someone of the opposite sex. What should a young lady look for in a man? Those are the things that we need to be doing rather than trashing and alienating the opposite sex. Well, speaking of women, but on a little bit of a different note, today, Lindsey Graham has introduced into the Senate a federal ban on abortion. Now, it is September 13th. We have an election that's less than two months away. This seems like a really poor move by the GOP. Like, could you come up with a more divisive bill to present less than two months from an election? We know that this is one of the critical issues. We don't need to federalize anything uh, related to abortion. And this is just, I think this is poor timing. It makes me wonder what the strategy is here. And I hope that this is all just breaking today. So I don't know where really this is going, but I hope that it doesn't go anywhere. There is, however, an important bill in the Senate. It is H.R. 8404. It is the Respect for Marriage Act. This bill passed the House with the support of 47 Republicans. Now, you might be thinking, well, what's wrong with the Respect for Marriage Act? Well, the problem with this particular bill is it would codify same-sex marriage, and it would also be impactful to pastors and churches and anybody who wouldn't want, who wouldn't be willing to go along with the federal definition of marriage. This would uh, allow the the government to punish pastors who refuse to perform a same-sex marriage. There are a number of ways that this bill would directly impact the religious freedom in our country. I'm going to share in the notes a article from Alliance Defending Freedom about this act and what it involves to kind of explain it to you. But I would also ask you to contact your senator and ask them to vote no on this bill. Uh, A link for you to contact them is also in the notes. But here's uh, a little blurb that I want to quote to you from the ADF article. In the grander scheme, the Respect for Marriage Act is a way of putting an exclamation mark on the sexual revolution and its ideology. RFMA asserts an understanding of marriage that, for good reason, has never existed in American law or even most of human history. This bill tramples religious freedom in our country. The government would use this new definition of marriage as a cudgel to coerce all Americans into accepting its definition or face punishment by the state. This could include churches, schools, and private associations being stripped of their tax-exempt status or being dragged into court simply because they desire to operate according to their sincere beliefs about marriage. Yesterday on Twitter, Dr. Oz, who is a Senate candidate out of Pennsylvania, and I just scratch my head at how Trump endorsed Dr. Oz in the first place. It's not like there wasn't somebody else that was running there. I think her name is Kathy Barnett. She was on the ticket for the primary as well. 
And from everything I saw, she was a much better candidate. She really was a conservative. And I think Dr. Oz is totally a rhino. I don't think there's anything Republican about him. Keep in mind, he was built by Oprah, who is very much a radical leftist. So Dr. Oz has expressed his full support of this bill as has Senator Murkowski, and she is working to get other Republicans in the Senate to pass this bill. So it's really important. We have a window right now where we can speak up. And as you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know, I feel it's very important. We take action on these and we make our voices heard. So there's a quick link. It's a quick email to your senator. Let them know that you do not want them to pass this. Even if you are, um, especially, you especially want to write to uh, Republicans. But I would also say if you have a Democrat senator, please send them the message as well, because that's our way of giving our elected officials our feedback. And then they can't say, well, you never said anything. And that is part of the problem is that conservatives, Republicans, we have sat back and we have not said anything. All of this has gone on and we just haven't been paying attention. So now you know, now you can speak up and it will take you seriously less than two minutes and you won't even have to leave your laptop or your iPhone. So please do that today. Links will be in the show notes. I'm going to leave it there for today. I have a really exciting episode coming for you tomorrow with a special guest. I can't wait to introduce you. If you have any feedback or if you've got an episode idea for an upcoming episode, I would love to hear from you. All of my contact information is in the notes and I will chat with you again later. 